0: Welcome to PeopleTech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. My guest today is Matt Robinson, the founder and CEO of Borderless. They offer no code tools that help you take advantage of virtual reality. That opens up a lot of possibilities for deployment, VR production, and solutions throughout the organization. We'll get into the specifics of their approach and where the sector may be heading on this edition of PeopleTech. Hi, Matt. Thanks for coming by. I've always been interested in in low code and no code, you know, products. Um, I hadn't really thought of there being low code applications in VR before. It, it's pretty intriguing. Can you tell me about you know where you see Yourselves going with that and what do you think
1: the potential is? Yeah, I think when you look at an expanding new space like virtual reality, you know, much like in kind of the early days of developing an app, um, you know, for any platform, the biggest barrier is the learning curve to understanding how to build things. And then the cost, um, you know, to use those kind of specialist skills for companies and individuals alike to to build things in these spaces. And so when we looked at the virtual reality market, it's a, another space that's having those same challenges, but they're amplified because the complexity factor is so much higher, Um And so because of that, that was kind of our target of like, how do we lower this barrier to entry for organizations to create in the space? And so that's where we focused borderless kind of in the beginning, which is it may be limited in ultimately what you can put out, right? Very templatized and and things as any kind of no code or low code solution uh, tends to be. But if it can get people into the space quicker, faster, right? we're going to help things like adoption. We're going to help people learn faster so that they can invest smarter. Um, because there's no, no doubt about it, right? VR is an expensive space from the hardware to, to how you develop um, but like I said, if you can learn very quickly by not having to invest in that code up front um, and test things, then we thought that would be a great way to to increase adoption.
0: So in terms of end user, who are you targeting? I mean, do you, do you go all the way down to, say, the practitioner level or, or do you still need IT to work with this? How do you approach that whole
1: issue? Yeah. Um, you know, our ultimate goal is that students can use the tool um, and we actually work with several student groups um, kind of throughout the country, uh, experimenting and testing um, with the tool today. Um, you know, kids as young as, as 13 or 14 years old uh, have been in there and, and built uh, what we call an experience package within within Borderless. Um, and been able to deploy it to a headset, you know, all things that would have taken specialized coding previously, uh, side loaders, knowledge of Android, you know, very technical skill sets, developer modes, all these things we've been able to automate for them. And and so that's we want that ultimate simplicity. They're not our core use case, right? Um, we want the our, our focus today is education. We want the core kind of training. Uh, education, learning, and development folks to be able to get in there and build a, an experience, a training package, uh, and then be able to freely manipulate it at will um, whenever they want without, again, needing to bring in any of their IT team without needing specialized training. Uh, all of it is very you know, user uh, intuitive.
0: So... What's the business environment like for you? Uh, are you having to do a lot of education? Do people kind of innately get it? And, you know, when you're trying to actually sell it, what are what are some of the obstacles you're running into?
1: Sure. Um, I mean, the reality is that people get very attracted by the kind of no-code, low-code solution, uh, but in the end, they enjoy the hand-holding, right? And so what we're finding is, It's actually, it's a way in the door to have conversations that lowers the intimidation factor of getting into, like I said, a very complex new space like virtual reality gives them the comfort that, hey, if I had to, I can go into this platform. I can drag and drop, move modules around. I can manipulate what was built for me. Um, But in reality, almost all of our clients actually instead will hire us Uh, to build the things for them. Right. And so what they get is they get, you know, they bought the box of Legos. They actually want the whole castle built for them. But then they said, they're empowered to, to change it kind of at will. Um, And I think they said, that's giving them a comfort level of, Hey, I know I'm investing a lot in this space, but at least I understand and have the ability to pick up with it and run, you know, at my own discretion.
0: Yeah, let's let's put that all into context. Could you tell me about about borderless, you know and, and what your aims are and you know who you're working with and all that sort of thing?
1: Yeah. Um, right. So our ultimate mission of the platform is just to make VR more accessible, more scalable, um, and adaptable by organizations, brands, creators, whoever it might be. Um, to get into the VR space, because we believe in the transformative power of virtual reality and what it can do, especially, like I said, in the education space and this immersive learning theater that you create by having people 100% uh, involved uh, and immersed in what you're you know, showing them. And so that's been... The mission of the platform from day one, Um, we started very much in the education space, working with a nonprofit group called Act One out of Arizona, uh, delivering virtual field trips to schools. Um, And so it was truly, like I said, an education in, in a school front working with students, building an experience that they could receive. Um, and then, you know, we've evolved into more corporate clients, um, the largest of which, and most notable, is is Samsung, uh, their home entertainment division, which now relies um, entirely on our immersive learning platform as their way to educate on new product releases.
0: Do you think Samsung's really ahead of the pack or are more companies starting to get get into VR, um, especially in the HR and training space, in the learning space.
1: Yeah, um, Samsung's definitely ahead of the curve, right? I think when, you know, when they engaged with us several years ago uh, to begin this program, gamification had just kind of started to, you know, die out as the buzzword in education, um, and learning development, and and people were looking for what was kind of new, and I think they like said Samsung went full bore into this solution, um, and because of it, even just having the novelty factor has amplified I think the impact uh, that it's ha- that they're getting out of it, right? Because there is we we have seen um and and done you know tests with them and and others have done them right to show the efficacy of vr training we have clear impacts um to sales uh learning retention numbers uh using vr versus kind of traditional media but what you can't replicate kind of anywhere is is being first to market right and i think We've certainly in in the CE space um, seen seen Samsung be be a first mover here, right? And really really taking taking the market um, and pushing it forward. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We, we out.
0: Um, so where do you think things go from here? Uh, and and I think that there's a couple of parts to that question, but, you know, one of which is Do you see your presence in the business world growing? Do you see more businesses wanting to use VR for various purposes? What do you think the market's going to look like in, say, three to five years?
1: Sure. Uh, So there's no doubt that the release of the Apple headset um, or at least its announcement this year, and then its subsequent coming to market—you know—at some point next year will create a massive influx of of interest, right? And I think you're going to see from uh, HR departments to retailers to everybody, um, you know, sales channels uh, looking to use it as an engagement tool because, they like said, it's just so. It's so attractive, right? Um, it, it is the shiny, shiny object. Uh and it, it's given this kind of resurgence that happened when the kind of early days like Quest um uh came out right in the Go, especially right when they released something kind of in a, an affordable price point. Um but but the Apple brand and name will just drive so much more traffic. And because of that, you're going to see lots and lots of new experiments. I'll call them all experiments because um, everyone's going to try to get there very quickly. And no one really knows uh, all the things in power and, and best way to utilize that technology. And I think Apple's technology stack that they're bringing to the VR market is so much um. Uh, more robust than a lot of what we've seen especially in a standalone headset to date that we're just going to be trying things out and i think that's what the next 18 months of the market looks like is you're going to see lots of lots of brands lots of companies trying new things and seeing what what really resonates right um and then your kind of perspective on the three and five year is where you'll see true adoption start to pick up, right? You're going to see gen two and three of of some of this new hardware um, that I think starts to enable the experiences that everyone always dreamed of in VR, right? That you kind of always pictured from the movies are these things and experiences that are now actually possible via some of the technology that's coming to market, um, so that's where you'll really see, I think, in, in three to five years, a very regular presence of the technology, especially in the kind of the HR, you know, education space where this is becomes norm, you know, or expected of oh, hey, okay, I'm gonna do some sort of interactive virtual um, learning in my job, right? Whether like you said it could be as, as simple as even how you consume media right like the old days of sitting in the back room and in front of the tv and pop the tape in and say watch this for the next you know four hours and this is this is how you do your job right is replaced by um kind of like you said these immersive theaters that are that are given presented to you via headsets to like you said more interactive work of you know training truly in a virtual job site um and that there's really cool technology to stack on top of that, right? There's not just the great kind of game models and engines that allow for real-time depiction of, you know, anything from manufacturing to, to medical. But, you know, we're experimenting with and, and seeing people have success already, um, starting with kind of soft skills training and using AI to be able to power a dynamic, truly unique experience for each person so there's no such thing as going through the training once and done right you can be retrained um, and get a new experience going through each time to improve your skills so can you translate all that to your roadmap
0: i mean what, what is it that you're building or hope to launch within the next say two years that's gonna sort of sync you up with with that
1: yeah, I think um, you know our goal is to bring to market uh, our next generation of our training tool sets um, that makes it's really all about kind of education back to the back to the to the HR departments and and educators uh, meaning we're going to give you, more ways to know how people are performing in their quizzes and what they're paying attention to and and how much engagement you're getting and what content may or may not working a lot of insights um, that the headset helps provide right we can know where people are gazing we can understand how long they kept the headset on versus took it off so you know it's not just were they moving their mouse around right we can truly kind of know what they're paying attention to um to keep the keep the training going so we're we're really focused on that right now um and that's that's coming in kind of january around ces time um we'll, we'll be releasing and, and kind of showcasing that to a lot of new uh clients at ces um as well as adding additional headset compatibility uh, so today we focus on pico um and the, the Quest line, Oculus line uh, of products, but we'll be adding Apple um, support as well as some other uh, hardware for next year. Uh, and then kind of going forward is the first integration of some of our AI connected modules. So as I was talking towards those soft skills um, and some of, some of it's also just generative in creating unique environments so that every time, like I said, you come to get trained, there's some factor over that always feels new. We found that really resonates um, with people, right? When they feel like they're in a new environment and it's as simple as just the lobby that they land in. Right. And if it's changed, um, they're looking for what's new. They're more excited about the training. They're more engaged. Um, And so we want to use some of this generative AI technology to allow that to happen, again, dynamically for the end user uh, and without any coding, without any further investment by by our customers. Well,
0: Matt, thank you so much. Uh, it was great to talk with you. I hope we get to talk again sometime. And I appreciate your your time this afternoon. Yeah, look forward to it. Thank you. My guest today has been Matt Robison, the CEO of Borderless. And this has been People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. We're a publication of Recruiting Daily. We're also a part of Evergreen Podcasts. To see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcasts.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.HCMTechnologyReport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren
1: Buffett, once said, tobin and i are seasoned wall street executives with deep investment experience and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen download buy hold sell today on the evergreen podcast network or your favorite podcast channel
0: welcome to don't retire graduate the podcast that asks you what you want to be when you grow up so you can graduate into retirement with a purpose and a passion whether you're 25 85 or any age in between gain actionable financial and mindset tips from your favorite authors podcasters and influencers, to help you reach that exciting next chapter. Listen now and start building your path to financial freedom and reframing what retirement can mean to you. This is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate.